Hello, I'm Robin Hallett of RobinHallett.com, and you are listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Yes, welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. Uh, I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and it's my job to bring you uh, the best speakers we can find from around the world and see what we can learn from them. We have had in the past lots of different uh, authors, entrepreneurs, uh, app developers, and we learn something from each of the, these people. So if you are an indie app developer, a business owner, an entrepreneur, or if you're just in, in sort of inspired to learn about this world, then this is the podcast for you. Please do check us out. You can find us at uh, onemob.com and uh, the show notes for all of our shows are on there. So today I've got a terrific guest lined up for us. Uh, we've already had a few uh, entrepreneurs that happen to be uh, sort of targeting the female entrepreneurial space. And if you go back to uh, past episodes, we've had Stephanie Burns, Sheik CEO, and uh, Kate Matsudera, who's uh, the founder of Popforms. And so I was really uh, keen to get our next guest on. Uh, you know, her name is Ali Rittenhouse, and uh, you can go and check out her blog at alirittenhouse.com. And you'll find everything out, uh, out about uh, Ali there. She does a lot of great stuff for female entrepreneurs. And it's just really a warm welcome, Ali, to the Be App Guide podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here today. Yeah, no, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'd love to know about your story. Uh, perhaps you can start off by telling us uh, what it is you do and, and how you fell into this world. Yeah, fell into it is a great way to put it because that's kind of what happened. Um, I am an online business coach and strategist. I work with women entrepreneurs and the occasional male entrepreneur to help them reach their ideal customers more online through targeted campaigns and just leveraging online technology. And so about nine years ago, I was kind of going through, well, actually, let's let's go back a little bit further than that. It was probably like 10, 11 years ago. Um, I was really looking for what I was going to do with my life. I was like 24 years old. I had just gotten married. Um, I was in a job that I didn't love what I did. And I knew that I had so much more potential out there. But I live in small town USA. So the kind of... Um, the opportunities aren't really here unless you drive a really long distance. So I was like, I know that I can do so much more with myself, but I just wasn't finding that job. And through a friend, I found out about the world of virtual assistants. And it sounded like I had literally, I had found my place in the world. I was like, this is exactly what I need. It was helping entrepreneurs and business owners do exactly what I was already kind of doing in corporate America, but on steroids. And so I thought this is perfect for me. And for about two years, I sat on it and didn't really do anything with it. And then finally, um, the time was right. 
and I went through courses that taught me how to start an online business. And I'm telling you, I, I found my spot in the world. And right from the get-go, when I got my first client, which took about a year, I mean, it wasn't like an overnight success thing. I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing. That was still a new world to me. Um, but when I did get my first client, I found a spot where I could leverage that technology that I had learned in college that I really wasn't able to use around here. And from there, word just started spreading about my skills. And I realized that I was kind of stepping into a territory that not a lot of other people had in the virtual assistant world. You know, they were assisting clients with scheduling appointments and booking flights, but nobody was really helping them out with online marketing technology. And I'm talking about email marketing, shopping carts, affiliate programs, um, the start of social media back then. So I was helping all of these clients build this business, and, and what I found to happen was I was trying to work 24-7, and you can't really do that. Your brain will not let you work um, that much. You will get burnt out and tired. So from there, I was like, I can teach this to people. I can help other virtual assistants was the first thought you know, learn this technology. And so I started there. Well, from there, I had entrepreneurs signing up for my classes. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of on to something here. And from there, it just, I saw um, this world of women entrepreneurs that really wanted to grow successful online businesses. But because they were starting businesses of passion, they didn't know how to market it. So it's kind of evolved from there, and now I am an online business coach that teaches women about how to do it online, how to set up their email marketing, how to get their sales funnel running, how to have a lucrative launch, and do all of this fabulous stuff online. So that's kind of the evolution of my my last nine years. <laughs> well, that's a, I know you've got a, a lot, a beautiful uh, history there, and I'm gonna dive uh, into a lot of these different things because we have uh, female app developers who you know do listen to this show and I guess are really eager to learn about some of the things that you can teach us. What, one of the things um, I'm, I'm picked up on is that uh, you said that you, you got to a point where you were burning out 24-7. Perhaps you could take us back to that point in your life because a lot of us, you know, do end up uh, working around the clock trying to uh, build these apps and, and do these things that are entrepreneurial. And perhaps we don't see it that our health is be, is suffering as a result and we're not seeing as much as, our, as we'd like, you know, with our loved ones and our friends and family. What are the signs that say to us that, you know, you're, we're, we're pushing ourselves too hard and we really need to uh, sort of get it? get a grip on, on, on you know, work-life balance? Yeah, so that's a great question. And back then, I was still a single mom. Um, the year that I started my business, I was going through a divorce. And so I was a single mom. So when she was gone with her dad, like I would maximize those times. And what I found was, it literally was, I was just working around the clock. And to hear, she would actually tell people that her mom worked all the time. And that was not something that I enjoyed hearing. So it actually kind of took like listening to what my daughter had to say. Um, 
But then, yeah, my body, um, I became really unhealthy and started showing signs of celiac disease. And so, you know, it was kind of a wake up call for me because of how sick that I was that things had to shift, that had to change. What I did find was that there are ways that you can automate your business that I didn't really know then of what I know now, um, but you can automate your business. So it does take a lot of that um, kind of working around the clock out of it for you. It, it does a lot of the systems for you. But also what I found was I started out my business as a virtual assistant. And what I didn't realize was how impactful having a virtual assistant um, or having some type of support and assistance was crucial for the success of my business. So being able to hand off things like email management, um, you know, maybe sending out, um, uh, what am I trying to, what do you guys, proposals, um, you know, different things like that, that did help me save time in my business. And a virtual assistant, if you're not familiar with it, the term, it is basically an assistant that is virtual for you. And they pay their own taxes, they provide their own software and systems. So all you are paying for is the time that they are working on your work. And having somebody like that in your business can truly give you back hours of your life. Yeah, let's talk about that because we do make you know great use of virtual assistants. I do in my own business. I have done for now for at least five years, and I've had experiences where you know virtual assistants take up more time than they're worth because you get some uh, that are not particularly suited for your business, and. Uh, and then, and yet, you know, for, to get a really good virtual assistant absolutely radically enhances your productivity. And there's now a, you know, a few virtual assistants I just couldn't live without because they're doing things on a regular basis that uh, just keep them going and mean that my business carries on running. So perhaps you can give us some guidance on, you know, how to notice when we've got uh, perhaps not such a good virtual assistant and, and <laughs> you know, the, the, help us guide us through all that, that you know, that, that stuff on virtual assistants. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I found is that it is crucial um, to have a great communicative relationship with your virtual assistant. And when you have it's almost like dating. You know, sometimes you do have to go on some really crappy dates before you can find the love of your life. And sometimes you do have to have that happen to find a virtual assistant. It sucks, but some ways to maybe avoid it is one, to make sure that your systems, your back-end systems are in check when before you are um, before you work with an assistant. That will help eliminate problems because you are already telling them exactly what has to happen and they essentially just have to do it, right? So there's not a lot of gray area. Another thing to really help that relationship with your virtual assistant is I, I know it takes time, but I promise it will benefit your business to have weekly check-ins with your VA. Even if they are only 15 minutes long, 
but just checking in for the week and seeing what their plan is to of course of action for you and what your idea of their course of action is because it's not that VAs want to suck it's just that sometimes there is a lack of communication because of it being a virtual environment and having these weekly calls with virtual assistants will really help the build that you know trusting relationship and sometimes you just have to trust your gut if the virtual assistant to you is really feeling like they're not doing the job trust your gut sooner rather than later you're not married to this person if you are feeling that it's not a good relationship get out and find somebody else I love that reference to bad dates. I mean, I, unfortunately, it doesn't apply to me. I don't think I've had a bad date, but uh, oh, awesome. <laughs> maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know. Yeah, oh, not, I didn't have a lot of dates. But I also think I love this uh, discussion because for me, I changed the way I work with virtual assistants before. I would, uh, I guess I would just like hire and fire pretty quickly. And I had some bad experiences where I had some social media accounts shut down because they did some spammy things and, you know, from a... Uh, from a, an IP address that perhaps was, uh, uh, they were doing some other things that were not so good and, and got me banned on a couple of our social media sites. Uh, Twitter and was pretty bad, badly hit. So yeah, I, you know, like I had to set up some new Twitter accounts and stuff like that. And then it's, I started to realize that um, just doing the, it, once I get like a really good person that I'm working with, so for example, recently I started doing some nice things such as I'd send um, a, an image of my family and just put you know from your friend over here in the UK and that made my virtual assistant feel great and she sent me one of her family back and, and there's a real personal bond there now and I feel like I've got a good connection and obviously I'm very grateful for how much she does and so I, I guess it's these personal touches bring you a bit closer to your virtual assistants and make them feel, you know, I guess wanted given the, that we are, have such a big distance. Absolutely. And that's what is so great about the weekly calls too, is like you start off that first minute or two, like, hi, how are you? What's going on? You know? And just like, you're, you're really becoming partners in business. And that's the other thing too. I don't know if you noticed this, but VAs, um, depending on, uh, granted, I agree, depending on the ones that, there are certain ones out there because like I am so sorry about the ones with your social media sites, but there are some great ones out there that are probably going to know more than you do. So sometimes it's like letting them be proactive as well um, will also help that relationship and not making them feel like they are just your assistant. So do you give out your passwords then for your virtual assistants to log into your accounts? I do. I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and so when do we know, I guess, the point when we can trust uh, virtual assistants to, to be able to, I guess, you know, increase the workload of sensitive information that they have access to? Well, you know, I really think that comes down to hiring. Um, there are virtual assistants that I have met and literally felt like I knew them my entire life and would trust them with everything. Now, um, I am still cautious about financials. I don't, I haven't crossed really that, um, threshold with them. I only trust them with things that 
um, you know, I really am confident in what I'm giving them. You know, like I don't give them my email address and I don't give them my like PayPal login information and things like that. I am still protective about that. But, you know, my social media sites and stuff, I haven't had any problems with that. Yeah, I was just thinking like, as app developers, one of the things that we can do is that we can give them access to our iTunes account for Apple. And, you know, I've got some uh, apps that I've built as joint ventures and I need to take a note of the profits that they've made every month and then uh, PayPal over to my joint venture partners, you know, the the 50-50 split that we agreed on the building of the app. So there's certain tasks that I'm starting to think, actually now I trust this uh, VA a lot more that perhaps I'm going to start getting uh, getting her to, to do. And uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's right. It's an, an element of trust your own gut. And uh, but, but I guess we can safeguard ourselves to some extent, maybe by creating user logins and stuff. Yeah, I actually was going to say that. I know in PayPal, um, because I have created ones where they can do certain things in my PayPal account, but not my like, I don't give them my full login, you know, um, but there are different permissions that you can set a log login up with on different accounts. Oh, I didn't know that. So can you what set a limit on how much they can send? Um. No, it's not how much they can send. It's the what access they have to certain areas of the account. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, definitely worth looking into, isn't it? I guess, uh, you know, just having permissions based on uh, their, their user login. Yeah, absolutely. And there are some nice features to look into with PayPal where um, you can have spreadsheets and you can upload them in bulk so that it does the payments for you. So it's not a matter of, you know, if they could send themselves an extra $100 or something like that, <laughs> you know. Um, it's more about it being an automated process that they just have to upload and hit submit for. Oh, I see. Okay, I didn't even realize that. So we could actually submit a, a spreadsheet that uh, gets uh, goes through some automated payments and then they just have to fill out the spreadsheet. Yeah, it's um, bulk payments is oh, what okay. it is considered with PayPal. This is great information. I knew there would be a lot of information that we could get out of you for, uh, even though we're, you know, we're in two different worlds. We're app developers. And, uh, did you have many um, entrepreneurs that you've helped that have gone on to develop apps? Um, yeah, actually, I have my own app. I don't know um, oh, if you knew congratulations. that. No, I didn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> was, well, uh, to tell us about it. Tell us about your app. Yeah. So, okay, let me pull it up. It's just a, a very um, basic app um, that somebody built for me that I was kind of helping work with. Um, it, it has tips in there from me. It's got links to my website. It connects with my YouTube channel so that my videos show up right in it. Um, and people can contact me there. So you can actually download me in the app store and believe it or not, selling apps, is similar to selling websites. If you think about it as designing, you know, customizing, there are all different types of things I'm sure that you do for apps. Now, the person that I had helped had more of um, a template um, app creator tool, I guess, that they just branded for everybody else. And that is the same idea for websites. 
design is that you know they have this platform that they design websites on and they bring it to life for people so you're not marketing your business any other different way than a service provider is. And you might be marketing it to corporate um, people versus just individual solo business owners, but you should still have email marketing in place. You should still have a website that blogs about all of the benefits of having your company create apps and what it's going to do for your future clients, right? You should still maybe do YouTube tutorials on how they can manage their own app or how to get more out of their app. You're not any different than any other service provider in marketing your business online. Okay, so I, as we were talking, I've downloaded your app. Now, I've got a task for the listeners. Uh, every listener needs to now go to uh, their app, app store and search for Ali Rittenhouse and uh, download the app because this is a really interesting app. It's the first time that I've downloaded an app where the first thing you're asked to do is jo join a newsletter. And I think that's fantastic. And so uh, I, I really love that. I love the idea that as soon as you go in, you're given the task of joining a newsletter. And I guess it's for people that are already engaged with you, already know about you and want to follow you in, in, in basically in a, a better, easier way. And there's no better way than following you, following you on a, an app in their phone. And so this is great. I love this. Yeah, except maybe I need one of you guys to look at my app because unfortunately, I don't think that button works. And because oh, right, okay. my app downloaded it, it only asks you that first time. So. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, uh, it's uh, interesting because I've never built, I've built about 80 apps and I've never put anything like this in before, which is sign up. Uh, so I'm signing up now and uh, I'll just join uh, that. It, yeah, successfully. I've successfully been added to your mailing list. That, that's good. Um, so what, what are your frustrations about the app then? What things could we improve? Because you are speaking to a load of indie app developers and uh, you know, I'd love to know what frustrates you about the, you know, your app and that you'd like to see improve. Yeah, so one of them is, I'm going to have to check my email list, but I, it appears that you're successful, but I don't think you are added to my list. So figuring out um, maybe about that. And um, one of the other things is that I noticed when I do my push notifications, there is a spot for um, me to enter a URL and I can like post it then to Facebook and Twitter, which is freaking amazing, but the URL never shows up. <laughs> so, I mean, there's just a few little tiny bugs um, it's still great to be able to send the push notifications. Um, you know, I would like to maybe, you know, get a little bit more um, interaction on it. But it is a really cool tool that because of the little bugs, I don't, um, I don't promote as much as I should. And I would love to because I really think that it is going to be um, like the new wave of marketing, like podcasting is really popular. And I really think that mobile marketing is up next. Yes. Um, you know, we have had past guests who have touched on this whole idea of having an app as a personal brand, an extension to your personal brand. And I've, as I say, that's why I loved finding your app, because there's not that many of us out there who have an app that is uh, as, you know, in regards to our personal brand extension. And in terms of building up a mailing list, a push notification list is just, is fantastic because we all get push notifications within 
uh, you know, a few minutes of uh, actually pushing them to the phone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do think that personally that that's definitely the next wave. There's, a, you know, a few authors that I've come across that have um, uh, little snippets of their book on on their app and uh, details of how to connect with them. But, uh, yeah, not, not uh, you know, n- there's not a big wave of apps being built yet. When I, I perhaps, did you think that's going to come? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I've had my app for a year now, and um, I'm really, I've started creating new ideas and how to use it. So it is going to be kind of like my, because we have so many entrepreneurs that are in information overload right now that they freeze in their tracks and they do nothing. I am looking at using my app as a way of using my push notifications to get them to just stop what they're doing when they read it and take quick action, whether it just be like a five or 10 minute, you know, something in their business. Follow up with, uh, you know, five people that you talked with over the last month that you haven't heard back from. Just something that gets them taking action rather than just like filing away that blog post or archiving that newsletter until later because I, I you know, it's, it's just something that, um, I think so many entrepreneurs are hitting right now. And it also made me think of, I forgot to mention this, so um, for the app developers or you, something that I also want to add into my app is the ability to post micro video like I can on Instagram, just like 15 second videos that would get sent out or would show up in my app for people that download it because I think that is another key um, really important way to connect with with my future customers is they all like enjoy my videos. They all really enjoy hearing from me and being able to send them a quick video that would connect us um, would really, I think, make a powerful impact because I also think that micro video is, is so I think we've got podcasting, mobile marketing, and micro video are all going to be the hot, hot trends, I believe, over the next year. Well, I'm glad I'm in one of them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasting. So uh, now that's great. Of course, we've got apps like Vine, which are hugely popular and uh, do the micro video embed. And uh, it's uh, you're the first person that's come across asking for that feature. Uh, and of course, that's just a, a, an amazing feature to have in an app, especially an app that's built for a personal brand. And, you know, talking about apps, this is the App Guide podcast. We love uh, talking about apps. But, you know, before we say goodbye, perhaps we could uh, ask you to uh, dig out your phone and tell us about one or two of the apps that you like and that you use to uh, get you through the day in your business or your you know, personal life. Oh, I have to say, no, I'm not going to say the Ali Rittenhouse app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you can. I mean, if you actually do use it yourself, I mean, Google make a very big, um, you know, important uh, part of their, their employees that they have to use their own uh, apps, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> How could you not use Google? I mean, uh, yeah. there is no way I could make it through a day without using Google. Um, I have to say that... Um, Instagram is definitely an important part of my day for connecting with um, with my clients and customers and things like that. And I really, because I shoot a lot of video on my phone, I don't have a ton, a ton of apps. So I would say my next one would be 
Goodness. So which ones I have do on here? I feel like I would say quite a few. I mean, you know, Instagram is interesting that you said that first. And maybe, you know, as marketers, we need to think more about Instagram because it's always been around Twitter and Facebook. And uh, obviously, Instagram, I guess it commands a different way to market to that audience. Yeah, for me, I'm really I'm a I'm a personal brand and not only my personal brand, but I try to be very personable with all of my followers. And so what I love about Instagram is it really does kind of give me um, just this new way of connecting with people. And I really, I feel like I'm divorcing Facebook outside of running Facebook ads because of all of their algorithms and whatever people not seeing stuff. It just is really frustrating. And it's also a huge time suck for me. Instagram is not. I can go on Instagram. I can quickly post it. I can post it to my Facebook page and forget about it. I don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. And because I'm, I've got a lot going on, um, I have literally, I went through stacks of papers this week of ideas that I've put on paper that I've done nothing with. So I'm really trying to be laser focused right now. And with social media, it gives me that way to be insta quick and get off of there. And it's interesting. We had um, the, a startup guy called Tom Tawley who uh, was telling us the, the history of uh, Instagram and how it almost never happened. It was a complete failure and a dud when it first came out. It was some kind of uh, app that was for bars and uh, checking checking into different uh, bars, I think, and cafes and things like that. And a complete failure did not take off at all, but they noticed that people were sharing images. And uh, they so they rebranded it, rebuilt it, called it Instagram, and then it became a $1 billion company that was bought by Facebook. So uh, incredible that you just take note of how your, the people use your app, and uh, then obviously good things happen. Uh, conscious of time so i want to just um, get this last one in before we say goodbye and on the app guide podcast we'd love to try to find uh, frustrations in your current business and maybe flesh out a potential idea for an app so uh ali could you think about you know the things that you're doing in your business right now or about to do that perhaps are causing some frustration and and then we can just flesh out potentially an idea for an app to solve that frustration Um, I really, I feel like there is an information overload happening. I have like said it like 50 million times and I feel like there is not enough action that is coming as a result of it. Like, um, people are literally just like stopping everything, you know, or like doing 50 million things and not doing one thing well. And so I know that there's thousands of like app organizers and you know different things like that, but I don't know, they just don't work. I would love to see something that like for, was specifically for online entrepreneurs that allowed for me to connect um, and maybe it's my own app. It just needs to be better. But would allow for me to connect, not in a social media world where everybody's pushing everything and they're trying to sell everything, but more of a just a positive like community where we could go to ask questions and um, you know 
I don't know. We could see what others doing. Maybe this is still social media, but yeah. Well, there's some there's some apps already coming out. So it's Clarity, which is where you can go and pay a certain amount per minute to have a call with an expert. And there's some social media experts on there. And yeah, so, you know, they invited yeah, me to their network. Oh, right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in demand. Yeah, maybe worth it because um, uh, you, you get paid to uh, just provide advice on there. And I think it's, um, you know, really growing that, that network. Uh, so that's clarity. Uh, interesting they reached out to you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I didn't give it a whole lot of thought because the thing that I have found about that network is it's kind of um, you've got a lot of people – replying and offering advice and you know there's like a hundred and eight ways to skin a cat and so everybody is going to have a different opinion you know and so that's that is kind of like again kind of ties back into that information overload um i just here's an app idea then ali i've got it um from based on what you've said is uh that what we need is we need a 30-day action plan so every day our phone either shouts at us or demands that we take action shuts down before we actually take this action and so you know if we sign up to different things that we need to do so for example let's sign up to um, you know 30 days action plan on facebook mm-hmm. uh, day number one you must uh i don't know post a status update or set up an ad set up your first ad yeah uh, and then it, it forces you to do that and you can't move on until you've completed that day one and then day two and then day three and, and it's step each day and and yes. over over the 30-day period then you eventually get to achieve some real you know real stuff exactly that's like it yes that's it's like a, not a game but yes like a game not kind of like candy crush you know like you can't move on until you've done this but um, I love that. And like at the beginning of the month, you would set your income goals as well. And so it would also like check in with you on how you're doing. Okay. And then if you want to, you know how Candy Crush, you can pay to move on to a level. Uh, in, in this app, you would uh, pay a virtual assistant to help you with that task if you don't have time to do it, to move you on to the next level. Holy goodness. <laughs> you just birthed a miracle app here that I think every entrepreneur is going to want. I think we should continue this call off of the podcast. <laughs> well, finish. I love that's what we love doing. We love coming up with app ideas and you know, yeah. we are speaking to a load of indie app developers and so uh, I, I think there's something there though, definitely. Awesome. I love the brilliance <laughs> of it. Ali, it's great. Um, wonderful that you've joined us on the App Guy podcast. How how best can we reach out and connect with you? Well, you've already been told that you were supposed to download my app in the App Store, so you're good there. Um, but you can also check out AliRittenhouse.com and connect with me, get on my email list. You're going to get fabulous tutorials and just awesome business insights. And that leads you really to my social media sites. Once you sign up for my list, I have you connect with me on the other places. So you'll be good. Great. Well, Ali, it uh, just leaves me to say it's been a real pleasure. I've, I've been so excited talking to you and uh, I'm glad that we've come out with uh, the next Facebook app. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, me too. I think it's the next entrepreneurial app. 
Yes, yeah, more like that. And uh, yeah. obviously, we're, we're talking to a big audience here, so uh, it's very transparent. So usually, um, someone beats us to it. <laughs> uh, I've always come up with these wonderful app ideas, and uh, only to find that uh, someone else comes out with them before that. But uh, well, it- can I say something to in reference to that? Because I hear that a lot from entrepreneurs. Like somebody's already created it. And let me just tell you, there are how many different flavors of ice cream out there and new ones being created every day. Look up Jenny's ice cream, J-E-N-I, her ice cream. Check out her flavors. There, No matter if there's already something created out there, it doesn't have your flavor um, in in it, so never let that stop you from doing something because you don't know when it's going to be the next Instagram. You know, you never know. But look at Jenny's ice cream too because it's she does she pairs together things that you would not think of, and it just gets you thinking outside of the box as an entrepreneur. And she ships it. So like, if you love her ice cream, but you don't live in Ohio where it's made here where I live, you can get it in like New York. And I know this is international. I'm not sure if she ships international. <laughs> okay. But if she does, it might not come uh, the way it's expected. But uh, Well, it's freeze dried. It's like packed. Oh, really? Okay. Ice, or yeah, freeze dried ice, I guess is, is what's in it. But yeah, I mean, it's... So- so Ali, you're not helping with my diet. I've just started uh, a, a paleo diet using my app on my phone and uh, I've got through a week so far and I'm already now, you know, visualizing ice cream and all these beautiful flavors. So. Oh, and real quick to answer, my second app would have to be my Fitbit app. Like speaking of working out, like the, it's like a wrist thing that connects with an app on your phone and it tells you like how many steps you've taken, how much water you drink and you, you enter into there and keep track of that. Wonderful. Yeah. No, Fitbit, that's uh, fantastic. And that's really introducing the whole uh, demand for wearables. And, you know, that's certainly one of the wearables that has been really successful. And you can see like the real need for just a little bracelet to have, um, you know, counting all the the different, uh, uh, I guess, motions that you're doing and uh, exercise you're having during the day. Yes. Uh, so yeah, all we need next is for Apple to come out with their watch, supposedly, which uh, then starts to monitor your blood levels, your sugar levels, your, uh, you know, amount of uh, cholesterol and all these other kind of things that will make us more aware of uh, our bodies and uh, become healthier as a result. I love it. And then as a result, you live longer, which is just even better. Yeah, we're just extending people's lives here. It's great. Well, what a bonus. Anyway, Ali, wonderful to talk to you. I'd love to have you back on. There's so much obviously we can talk about. So it'd be great if, uh, you know, we could uh, get you back on this show. But in the meantime, just leaves me to say thank you very much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Uh, Everyone go and check out alirittenhouse.com and go to the App Store uh, and uh, hopefully see you soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.